He's back from over a year-long radio hiatus. Well, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. We know how much you've missed him, Tennessee. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. Can you say Hail Mary? So he's bringing you an all-new podcast coming straight from the heart of Knoxville. Eleven in a row, eleven in a row, eleven in a row, eleven in a row, thirty-eight in a row, as in thirty-eight unanswered points. He's the hardest-working man in America that doesn't drink beer. He's looking for a woman with a good insurance policy, and you can always find him on the second floor somewhere getting shoulder rubs. His name is John Reed, and this is Reed's Ranch. Point four, Florida, you can go to hell. Come with me. Hail Mary, run quick, see what do we have here now? Jawan Jennings, he's a dog. Reed's Ranch Podcast. Levi Sutton is back in the booth. Back on the airwaves. Seth Hughes is always with us. What's up, guys? Bringing us in. Cut the music so my man Seth could talk. What's up? Seth, what's up, dude? Not much. How you doing, buddy? Good. Is this the best nine-day stretch of being a Tennessee fan? Is it the most yeah. fun? Is it the yeah. most fun? Take yeah. into account Twitter, because I imagine yeah. that being a fan these last nine days with Twitter was better than anything in 98 without the internet. The internet makes yeah. everything better. Easily. Is this the best nine-day stretch? Well, no, I'm just talking about for anybody. Yeah. But for, especially for us. This is this is the pinnacle, right? The best yeah. nine to ten days. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I don't know how it gets any better than what happened Saturday afternoon. First question. Let's just get right to it. What were your thoughts when Georgia scored the touchdown to go ahead with ten seconds left? We'll start with you, Seth. I just sat there and I thought, we're about to go nine and three, and it's going to seem like such a disappointment. And I just sat there with my head in my hands. So the ball, just, so Eason, Eason drops a dime. The first thing that goes through Seth Hughes' mind is nine and three. And like thinking about how much it's, it's going to suck to go to Texas after losing a game like that. Levi, what went through your head? I Keep was, in mind, Levi, Levi was giving Georgia fans hell. The entire day. We'll get to that later. We'll explain what we mean later. But Levi, when Easton drops the bo- drops a dime to whoever the hell that guy was, he wasn't Reggie Davis is all I know. Whoever the hell that guy was, Levi, what went through your mind? I was trying to think about how you and I were going to get home that night. <laughs> Even though neither one of us drove or had a car, I was going to find some way to get back to Sevierville that night. The first thing that went through my mind, honest to God truth, whatever you do, don't put your hands on your head so they put you on TV. Don't put don't do the surrender cobra that everyone loves. I was surrender cobra. My thoughts were don't do it. No matter what, don't do it. Second thought that went through my mind was this is also the truth. Fuck. God damn it. Son of a bitch. The third thing that went through my mind was all right, how much time do we have left? Because we just we, I still believe we can get a field goal off. I don't think we're gonna make it, but I think we can get a field goal off. How much time's left? So I, I I went through the range of emotions, but I, I was pretty positive afterwards. It was it was he the was. complete antithesis of what when we went up thirteen <laughs> in the swamp last year against Florida. I was melting down up thirteen because we didn't go for two. That happens, 
And I actually thought, hey, we still have a chance. Yeah, I will say that. Like, I remained a lot calmer than you would think. Yeah. Especially after they announced the 15-yard penalty. I said we got Evan Barry. He's going to get us a I chance. Was like, I was like, I said to myself, I said, Tennessee's going to have one last shot. Like, they're going to have one last shot. To do something. And, like, I was calm. The first half of the game was miserable. I hope I never have to watch an important game on TV again. It's awful. I can't stand it. And I was a miserable wreck until Dobbs scored that touchdown at 17-7. to And then I calmed down immensely, and I was like, okay, we might lose, but this game is going to be close to the end. I really thought we were going to win the whole time. Like, I was yeah. still talking shit yeah. down 17 nothing. I was trying to bet nothing with Georgia was, fans in the stands. Was us. Like, they we were giving us hell, and all I kept back. saying was, do you want to bet? I was like, I got $300 <laughs> cash on me. Three of you can get a $100 bet. Let me know. None yeah, of them took none it. Of them they all just wanted to talk shit, and I said, all we kept saying was, you know what's about to happen. We know what's about to happen. And, like, the guy next to me, as, as, as much of a little bitch as he was, he was – he, he did keep saying, hey, we're going to lose. We know you guys are going to come back. So at least he had that going for him. When Josh Dobbs scores a touchdown to go down 17-7, there's a, a portly fellow down to the right that kept trying to tell me that it wasn't a touchdown. And I kept trying to explain to him that the, the plane of the goal line extends for infinity. Like, it doesn't matter if you fall out of bounds eight yards outside as long as you don't touch the ground. And then headed to the bathroom at halftime, where, by the way, they didn't have any souvenir. Or they had souvenir cups, but you didn't get refills, which was awful. There was some snot-nosed 9-year-old, 9 to 13-year-old kid that told me it wasn't a touchdown and that I need to learn the rules. And I said, listen here, buddy. When I was your age, I knew every rule. You need to learn the rules, buddy. He didn't go out of bounds. It's a touchdown. And we're going to come back, and we're going to whip your ass, and you're going to get your first taste of heartbreak. That's what I told him. Well, fired up when, thinking about it, Seth. When when we scored to make it seventeen to fourteen, I thought we were about to beat their ass. Oh yeah, that's all I kept saying in the stands. I kept telling Levi, "These guys don't know what's coming." By the end of the third quarter, we're going to be up eleven. That's all I kept like, saying. I was, thought, we're, we're about to run off two straight touchdowns. We're going to be up eleven. We're going to dominate this game. We're going to win going away. Because we had three straight drives that basically resulted in a touchdown. Obviously, the first one didn't because Hurd pulled that shit. But they could not stop us. That's what I want to say. I was going to say it after the Hail Mary. Do not be confused. Tennessee whipped Georgia's ass the entire game. They had, also, they had a lot of things go wrong, and they were still dominating the game pretty much in every aspect except – the scoreboard, but of course that worked itself out. But yeah, you yeah. had Hurd fumble going in for a touchdown. You had Kamara put the ball down that gives them a field goal. I mean, Tennessee whipped their ass for 50 of the minutes. Yeah, I want to say, first off, two things about it. One, at some point, as we know, in a season that ends up being special, you have to win a game that you just, where it's just not clicking. Yeah, where and everything like, goes wrong. Everything, and everything went wrong. Not just what you just mentioned, but like, I mean, they recovered a fumble in the end zone. Dobbs got crushed on a helmet to helmet hit, and there was no call. Like, all these things just kept piling up, and we just kept coming. Malik Foreman stops running, oh and they complete God. a Hail Mary. Is but anyone. Two, I, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, is anyone more thankful than Malik <laughs> Foreman right now? I hope he kissed Jawan Jennings. <laughs> I hope he kissed him on the mouth. He had the big interception. He was feeling good, and then he stops running. Oh, my God. He just stopped running. He just stopped running completely. 
I don't know if he thought the play was over, if he thought it was on the other side now, of the field. Now, granted, yeah, it was a long play. Like, Eason rolls out, and he has nine seconds to throw it, it seemed like. I mean, I, I guess it was nine seconds because there was 19 on the clock before, you know, before he hit it and then a 10 left after the touchdown. So, yeah, nine seconds, I mean, that's a long time to cover anybody. So, kind of makes sense, but it's still inexcusable. But, yeah. It's inexcusable. And, two, I would like to dispel the notion that anything about that final play to win the game was lucky. Nothing. Nothing luck. There was not a damn thing lucky about that. It wasn't a Hail Mary. I know he played Hail Mary coming in. That was just a jump ball, and the best athlete on the field went up and got it. Next question. None of their dudes tried to stop him. They didn't get in the way. They gave him a little halo where he could get to, and he high-pointed the ball. What about that is luck? Like, it's not like this was some tipped ball that we just fell in it on. It wasn't Auburn against Georgia where the, yeah. you know it should have been picked off and it bounces eight yards and the guy catches it while he's running. It wasn't that. It Nothing wasn't was a, lucky. It wasn't a kick six like Auburn had against Alabama. It was Tennessee's best receiver went up, and he's a dog. And dogs he's come, a dog. When you throw a bone in the middle of dogs, <laughs> one comes out with it, and it's the, the biggest dog. Juwan Jennings, alpha dog. What were I'm your so thoughts? Tired what were your thoughts? The luck shit. All right, fuck it. We're not talking about luck. What were your thoughts whenever Jawan Jennings caught the ball? Let's start with you, Seth Hughes. I fell down on the floor of the living room, face down, and just started yelling. And my dad is jumping up and down, yelling. He caught it. He caught it. And then I got up and I went to him and I hugged him and I picked him up and I told him I loved him. And then we just started. We were we were both yelling at that point. <laughs> I mean, like I wish I wish so bad I had a camera in that room to watch us. Yeah. Before we get to you, Levi, what is it? How do these people motivate themselves to record the play? Because a lot of Tennessee fans had video of it. The last yeah. thing I wanted to do was relive that. Like, yeah, I, I was. We were screaming, hey, maybe we should at least should you give Medley a look? I mean, at 60 yards, he booted the hell out of that ball at Florida. I think, I, he, I think he has a leg. Yeah, he's going to miss it, but he has a leg. Maybe you get lucky. I never would have taken my camera out and wanted to recapture that and actually have the Georgia fans celebrating. So props to everyone dumb enough for getting their camera out and recording magic. Yeah, We've, it's but what's even weirder is the people that set up a video camera in their game room yeah, and just like, have get their it, reaction. Like that Georgia fan – that is clearly retarded. <laughs> Why post that to YouTube after no you lose like that? Burn the video. <clears throat> to, a, to, a, to a bigger extent, you should have seen how many dumbass Georgia fans went out to the bar after the game to celebrate and still drink. I can't believe it. What that. are you celebrating, buddy? If we lose a game like that, I'm going straight home and going to bed. Like There's Levi no said, way. we were about to hop the first. We were about to Uber our ass back to at least <laughs> Nyota so I could drive him to Sevierville. Levi, your thoughts whenever Jawan Jennings caught the ball? So, you know, we're in the opposite end zone. So we just see the ball go up. I just see a big group of people going up. Can't actually see the catch, but then I just saw Josh Smith, two hands in the air, then the <laughs> sideline just – I don't even – I can't even see it on the replay. Somebody did a nosedive on, like, our 30-yard line <laughs> from the bench. Just ran and dove and was celebrating on the ground. Levi blacked out. <laughs> yeah, I blacked out. Whenever the ball goes up, we were right behind Dobbs. We had the perfect angle. Like we were, we were behind Dobbs. We were in the corner of the end zone. So I mean, we were basically lined up perfectly with the play. When it first left his hands, I said, "God, he sent this thing to the damn moon." <laughs> I said, "He sent it to the moon. He threw it thirty yards out of the end zone." 
I see Jennings. I assumed it was Jennings. I didn't know for a fact, but I just assumed it was Jennings go up. And then I just, like, I didn't see anything. I just heard Tennessee fans. It was loud enough where you knew it wasn't Georgia fans. They just go ballistic. And I just sit there and I say, wow, what a turn of events. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. I said, wow, what a turn of events. And me, Levi, Droop Dog, my professor that I had in school, in, in a communications class, and his brother. There's five UT fans there. We were just embracing each other, jumping around. They're in the row in front of us, so we're falling over each other. I'm hugging Levi, and all I can think about, it goes through my mind, it's time stands still, and I just think, this is exactly how I felt when we beat LSU in 2010 and all my friends hugged each other in the living room. So then I stopped and said, wait, is it good? Are they going to review it? Is it good? Everyone was hanging around. Georgia fans sat there for 10 minutes thinking it was going to get reviewed and get reversed. It wasn't even close. They just sat there. Yeah, I was waiting for a review. Like I was waiting on them to kick our team off the field yeah. and waiting on a review, and it just never came, and it was beautiful. So then Shout I just... out to the officials for reviewing whether or not Josh Dobbs spiked the ball <laughs> forward, though. Was that, that what was... that review was? Yes, and then they figured out that Georgia had 12 men on the field, so they called a penalty on them. So originally it wasn't to see if it was 12 men on the field. No, it was to see if he spiked it forwards. That was another great moment where I had to shut a dumbass Georgia fan down because they come out to review it, and I said, oh, great. I figured out, you know, because I saw people saying 12 men. I said, great, first and four. I was like, first and goal from the four. He's like, it's already first down. Some smart ass behind me says that. No, it didn't, buddy. He spiked it. Shut the hell up. And all he did was he <laughs> sat down and didn't say another word. So Update you my you're... rankings, Seth Hughes, before you, go, before you go. Update my rankings. Georgia fans are insufferable. I hate them. I hate them more than Florida fans. Georgia, number one. I hate them. They're so pompous. They're so cocky. All day long, they kept telling me, you guys haven't been relevant in 10 years. You guys haven't been relevant in 10 years. And all I would say was, and what'd you do with it, buddy? You won the East, what, once? Shut the hell up. And then they all shut the hell up. You know, they haven't won a national championship in my lifetime when I'm 25. Like, how do you get off on talking any shit whatsoever? You had Tennessee and Florida both down and didn't do anything. You came in and let Missouri win the East twice. Yeah. Shut the you hell know, up. And South Carolina. It's funny that you talk about you thought it was going to be reviewed because we're sitting there and we know we won, and JM calls me, and he's frantic. And I think he's calling to celebrate, and he's like, he's like, is it going to count? Is it going to count? <laughs> And I'm like, what the hell? Yes, it's not even close. He's like, okay, thank God. I'm on the way back to Vasilia's watch party. I left when they scored the go-ahead touchdown. <laughs> he missed it and had to listen to it on the radio. Ryan Schumpert tweets in. And Seth, I'll be honest, I figured you turned the TV off. No, I did not. I was, I was waiting for you to tell me you missed it. Never my, again, never again, dude. My friend's dad, who is a huge Tennessee fan, left. Uh, left before it, and he's he's miserable. He's not, you know, it's the best finish Tennessee's had maybe, I mean, ever, that I could say ever. I don't, I can't think of anything that would possibly be better than that. Scale of 1 to 10, Ryan Schumpert wants to know, how dumb was he for leaving? I mean, I can't criticize. Seth's not going to throw stones. All right, Seth's giving him one. Levi. I'm throwing stones. Their kicker couldn't kick it 30 yards. Like Kirby Smart even said afterwards, that wasn't a pooch kick. He, he just, just doesn't sucks. have a leg. <laughs> And we've got the best returner that we've had in God knows how long. So we had a chance. So, yeah, you're dumb. One to ten. Ten. I'll say I'll say, I'll say, say nine. Yeah, Levi's right. 
Evan Berry is a beast. You always give Evan Berry a chance. But also, there was zero chance I was walking out facing all those Georgia fans in our section that I had talked shit to all day. I sat there, and I was going to wait till they left. I wasn't giving them the satisfaction of me walking out early while they were celebrating. I stayed put and just stared straight ahead. After, after Derek Barnett sacked Easton and we recovered the phone for a touchdown, we celebrated, but we didn't really talk too much shit because we knew there was a lot of time left. I was going to give it to them after the game. They didn't really give it to us too bad after the Georgia touchdown. I mean, they, they were celebrating their lap, but no one was, was being personal with us. So I, yeah, we didn't really – I didn't. It wasn't too. By then, I'd kind of. Seth, I'm all about survival. I'd already kind of made friends with the people around me, at least in front of me. I'd already kind of started buddying, buddying up to them. Seth, they didn't like me at all, and I. Loved oh, it. I find that so hard to believe, Levi. <laughs> Every time we scored, I was just doing circles with my finger over my mouth, saying "shh." You are seriously time. going to get your ass. <laughs> Beat one day. Oh, it's wait. coming! It's coming, and it was There's about no to, doubt. It was about to happen that day, and we, there were a couple of close calls. We'll talk about them later. But inside the stadium, you know, we scored to go seventeen seven. We're cheering. After halftime, we go seventeen fourteen, and that's whenever we're. You know, I was still a little bit drunk enough to still be feeling it. You know, I'm still playing the hill roll. We're sitting down. We're giving. Them, they're booing us. We're giving them the bring it like the waving the crowd up like a wrestler asking for more booze. I'm like, bring it on. <laughs> I keep. T- that's what I'm telling everybody. We're gonna win. I was like, you know what's gonna happen. We know what's gonna happen, and they, you know, just give it to them. There was a sweet couple to up in front of me to the right who was who had gotten engaged that day. They were really nice to us. They talked to us. They actually o- offered to take us out on their engagement party, like celebration that night. He's like, come on, dude, you guys can come with us. It was after they scored. After after Easton scored, he's like, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, what are you guys going to do after the game? I'm like, I'm going home and going to sleep. That's what I'm doing, buddy. <laughs> he said, no, we just got engaged today. We're about to have a big party. We want you guys to come. We'll get, you, we'll get your drinks. And I said, buddy, I appreciate the offer, but I'm going home, and I'm turning my phone off, and I'm going to sleep. <laughs> but then after we scored, I just put my arms around. I was like, you know, I was like, enjoy your engagement. I was like, sorry. You know, just, I was nice to them. That's got to be a bad omen, though. That does. They got, they're, they I, got engaged that day? Yeah. They got engaged that morning. Yikes. Then, like, they came to the game to celebrate, had their heart stepped on, like she'll probably step on ten years from now. The guy next to us was hostile right when we came in. He was mad because Tennessee fans were in the section. Everyone was, and all I kept saying was, "It's not our fault. Your friends sold out." He sold us his tickets. He gave up on the team. That's all I kept saying. They didn't have a rebuttal. I was like, "He gave up on the season. We didn't. We're here." He was all right for most of the game after that until. There was a point where, after it was 17-14, Reggie Davis. Reggie Davis caught a fair catch. Levi stands up and says, Reggie Davis, you're a pussy. And <laughs> without missing a beat, the guy snaps and loses his mind. He's like, that's uncalled for. Hey, hey, man, hey, stop that. And he <laughs> loses his mind that, that Levi called Reggie Davis a pussy. And I'm just like, Levi, you can't say that. And Levi's like, no, I can say whatever the fuck I want. I'm like, Levi, you... <laughs> I was like, you, I was like, buddy, I was like, they're not gonna kick me out for saying pussy. And God was like, yes, they are. Shut was, up. And then Droop was with us. Droop Dog was with us. He's like, look, dude, they almost kicked me out of kneeling last week in Florida game because I was cussing. I was like, they'll definitely throw you out of a road game. So then Levi was just like, sorry, or like told me he's like, I'm sorry. I was like, I can't. I was the liaison. I was the voice of reason to this guy. I was like, look, man. There wasn't even any kids around. There weren't any kids around. Killing me. Like, grow up. It was mostly he was just mad. He was just real. He knew what was coming. He told me all day they were going to lose. He knew what was coming, and I guess he just loves Reggie Davis because <laughs> Levi says, "Reggie Davis, you're a pussy," <laughs> and the guy loses his mind. 
You get so man. It's worth it. Deep down, didn't they have to know what was coming? Oh, they all did. They all did. Except one old man about six rows behind me who kept talking shit. Needless to say, he couldn't find me. He couldn't find... He left. I guess... I, I like to think he left after the interception. Because the guy next to me was leaving after the interception. Because Georgia fans are so dumb, they don't realize that Georgia had three timeouts and was getting the ball back. I don't understand yeah. why you leave with three timeouts left with two minutes. So I, I talked him into staying because, like I said, me and him had become allies. He's like, after the touch, I was like, thanks, man. Thanks for telling me not to leave. Like, he, I was just like, go fuck yourself at that point. I was mad, but I was just like, no problem, buddy. Ha, ha, ha. You leave with three minutes left, or with three timeouts and two minutes left. You're a dumbass. Yeah, that's why I didn't really, like, I celebrated, obviously, yeah. when Barine scooped that up. But, like, I didn't go crazy because I was like, there's so much time left. It was funny. I found a, uh, I found a tweet from one of the beat writers for Georgia. And it was right after Easton threw the touchdown, and it was a picture of the crowd. And it was like, yeah, some of the some some of the fans were leaving after the interception, but all these people stayed, and they're getting rewarded. <laughs> yeah, rewarded with the biggest kick to the dick they've ever had in their lives. Oh man, yeah, oh, it was great. It was great. How, how how terrible was Kirby Smart in this game? Well, he was. Before we get to Kirby, let me point out, I was very. I was positive, but I was very mad we didn't throw one of those slant routes on third and seven with a minute 20 left because Kirby's dumbass, like you said, already let 50 seconds go off the clock. I know. I know. It's like it's like he didn't learn his lesson last year. It was a Florida game all over again. I was like, dude, Josh Dobbs, yes, he's flawed. But, but he's good enough at this point. At the, so far, he's been good enough to say for the first time in his career, you can hand him the ball and you can say, hey, go win me this game. You get Tennessee's been unstoppable on those six-yard slant routes to our big-ass receivers. I would have put the ball on the left hash mark, and then on third down, I would have said, all right, roll out. If it's there, throw it. If not, run. Like What pissed me off was that we didn't even keep let Dobbs keep it. We didn't even let him make anything yeah. happen. See, I, I, wouldn't, I don't really like when we design rollouts. I think our best rollouts is when he breaks the pocket. I just wanted something quick. You beat him for a quick six-yard slant like that big-ass white tight end kept doing our guys. <laughs> Just throw the slant route. If it's if it's incomplete, so what? They they already let 40 seconds run off. It's not like you're giving them the ball back with a minute 50. Yeah. I wanted to take a shot. I trust Dobbs to throw that pass. I trust Malone, Jennings, and even Preston Williams to box their guy out enough where it's not intercepted. And if it's not intercepted. Yeah, I, I feel like they, like you said, they couldn't stop Malone and Jennings on anything yeah. intermediate. Right. Nobody, nobody's been able to. We got big ass receivers who know how to box out. Yeah, throw the slant. That's all I wanted because I, you know, you saw what happened. Anything can happen, and you busted coverage. I mean, because whenever you're going full speed, and, and you realize our secondary was so banged up, we decided to put our depleted linebackers and depleted secondary back out there, and you saw what happened. It, I, I would have been really, you know, you know, I'd have been upset. Obviously, and I would have been like, hey, I wanted to throw on third and seven, but I tweeted it right when it happened. Like, that's that was kind of going through my head then. Like, just let Dobbs, he's a senior, let him try to make a play. Well, and it's just like he's been good enough to deserve it this year. Yeah. Like, he's earned your trust at this point. He's put the team on his back two straight weeks. You know, nothing, literally nothing phases him. Like, I, I just think – you can give him the option to pass at this point, and he's not going to let you down. May I be the first person to say that this season so far, 
and especially the Hail Mary. And you can see it on Butch's face. You can see it in his reactions. He knows. So far, it's been good karma for Butch beating the shit out of Matt Crowder, <laughs> who turned out to be a child molester. We have, <laughs> we have karma on our side now because Butch beat the hell out of Matt Crowder. We're the good guys now. Amen. Good things happen to good people. Butch got the karma back on our side. And I'll be honest, I've hated him for a long time. He's, he's winning me over with the celebrations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I obviously have been very negative <laughs> about Butch Jones since the Oklahoma game. And even before that. But seeing him just break down on his knees after we win that game, like, it is hard not to like him right now. I was told after the game, everyone leaves the stadium, no one's there except the TV cameras, that he just walked out there and was standing in the place where Jennings caught it like he was Kevin Costner in Field of Dreams. (laughs) (laughs) And they asked him, they said, Butch, what are you doing? He's like, I just want to soak it up. I just want to feel where it happened at one more time. Yeah. Like things like what happened Saturday afternoon don't happen. Like that's probably the only time that's ever going to happen in my lifetime. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm surprised Hail Marys don't work more in college because players are so dumb. Like you said, they just let Jennings go out. No one stopped him. No one well, even decided to step in front Lorenzo of him. So Carter's big ass. What was Carter doing? <laughs> he they put him back in the, the end zone trying to stop a volleyball spike. He jumped straight up with his hands straight up. <laughs> How do you he wasn't not, even close to Jennings. How do you not just plow the receiver? Like, For real. They're not going to call pass interference, and if they do, so what? Tennessee will kick a field goal and you tie. So what? They're, how many interferences have you seen on Hail Marys? One? Maybe your whole life? Yeah. Maybe. And it happens all the time, like where people get hit. Just push the receiver in the back at least, like run into him and jump into him. They just let yeah. Jennings go right up, untouched, plain side of view, no one even standing in front of him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It wasn't luck. Jennings makes that catch 10 out of 10 times. I mean, that was – like, he just turned around and caught the ball at its highest point, and he, we won the game. It's said, not like that was some Georgia lucky play. Dub. And then he said, like, on to the next one, on to A&M. I love the quotes like, after I the just, game. We still haven't seen Tennessee play its best game. And they're 5-0. and You know, I mean, like, things aren't going to – every bounce ain't going to go – like, Jalen Hurd and Alvin Kamara are not going to do that shit. Every time, you know, I mean, Jalen got hit. So Jalen got destroyed, and that was he got, he got crushed. That was probably the worst moment where we were sitting because they were just letting him yeah, have that it. Was our end zone that was right in front. Of that him. was bad news. That was worse than Easton's touchdown to you know go ahead with ten seconds left. That moment there, that felt the worst. Yeah, because you know we were dominating. We cut that. That's ten seven. Then we, I think we win comfortably if that happens. And instead, they get that shot of energy. Jalen gets a little rattled. You don't know how he's going to respond. And you just, you know, you're down 17 nothing. I thought we were going to score before half, and I kept saying, hey, we get the ball back in the second half. But if you don't score before half, you are you might be in trouble. Like, yeah. You know, it's so easy with our offense that's built on five and six-yard plays to just mess up, to, you know, stall out on a drive. Credit to us, every time we had, had to have a drive, we had the drive. Every time. What was the deal with Hurd? Have they said – just bench they, for performance? He said lower body injury after the game. During the game, 
uh, Allie LaForce said it was a coach's decision, that he was fine. He sprinted out onto the field when we won. He wasn't being negative on the sidelines. I don't know. I don't know if he, like, he mouthed off to somebody. Like, he said something. Right. I mean, I just don't know. It had to have been attitude. Because he came back in and scored that touchdown. Came back in and scored the touchdown. Then on the next drive, I think, picked up a first down on three straight carries, maybe. Maybe I, maybe that was on the touchdown drive. But I remember him getting carries afterwards, too. So, yeah, something had to happen that got him benched. You know, they, they haven't said anything, and I guess they're not going to. I mean, are they ex- I mean, there's no lower body injury yeah, that's going to keep him out of No, he said, he right? said, okay. they said today he's full go this week. Okay. What about Reese Maven and Kirkland? Well, they don't know yet. Nothing. I mean. At what point, what did they say about Reese Maven on TV? Just a late scratch? I mean, what was the word surrounding him? Yeah, they, they, they it was like it was about an play. hour to go. It was like an hour before kickoff, I feel like they said, or maybe a two hours. They said he wasn't going to play. That's even his, his deal. Shoulder. shoulder, yeah. yeah. He's just going to be banged up all year, I guess. I mean, I have a hard time seeing him play anytime soon. It just doesn't have a good feel to me. Kirkland, I think, will be – I think Kirkland was running last week. So you think Kirkland beats Reese Maven back to the field? I do, I do. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. That's not good. Because you saw early in the game, I mean, you saw Jumper playing bad again. You saw him kind of missing tackles, getting ran through. Settled down in the second half, just like the whole team does. But, you know, you saw that you, you need the you need the talented guys out there. I mean, just against these good teams. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Georgia's not even that good. I mean, Georgia, no. Georgia kind of sucks. A&M, well, A&M might suck, too. We'll find out if A&M sucks or not. But McDowell wasn't that good either. Yeah. I mean, they just weren't. I mean. He was complete, and it was like you said a week ago that that would happen. I mean, it's one thing to do it at home in front of that crowd; it's another to do it when you're down three scores on the road. Did I even? I think I said that I expect Josh Smith to get birds reps too, right? And he pretty much did, for the most yeah. part, right? He had a hell. Of yeah, a Josh Smith played yeah. a lot. Josh Smith played well. I thought he dragged his toe on that one catch, but they didn't even review it. We didn't do no um, favors. I think we got back up and just snapped a play pretty quickly, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, McDowell was completely lost at times. Jumper's always there, but physically he can't always do it. Yeah, but it's funny. McDowell, it's funny that all the cliches about Jumper we laugh at him because of the white people cliches, but they are correct. Like I do feel true. like I do feel like he's smart and knows where to line up and knows how to do it. It's just sometimes he can't do it physically. That's 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 one hundred percent true. He was still lining everybody up. I mean, they put Elliott Berry in an outside linebacker Saturday. Yeah. He was, he was playing some – and Evan Evan was playing a lot of safety when Abernathy got out too, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. that's what kind of made me just so mad about not throwing on third down to try to win the game. You're, you're with your ragtag group. It's not like you have your full defense out there. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I mean, we were running Foreman at just regular cornerback the whole game. Like Buchanan, Buchanan barely played. We didn't trust the young guys. You yeah, trust them at home. Just, you don't trust them on the road. I wish they'd have gotten more reps. Um, yeah, I mean, you were playing with fire when you have somebody that can just launch it like Easton. Because ten- Tennessee's not going to play somebody who can do that with their arm again. That's probably the most talented passer on their schedule, right? Yes, and that is the best arm I have seen. Like Gary Danielson said this, that's the best arm the SEC has seen since Stafford. Yeah, he's just throwing in, some lasers. Yeah, just with – just. There was that one play that Gallon barely got around and touched that it was right in front of us that was, should have been a touchdown, too, on third down. I mean, yeah. Easton was good. And like I said, I feel like that's the easiest throw to make, the one-on-one, just throw it deep. Like, 
Well, that's the throw he's missed all season Has long. Has it been? See, I haven't watched. I told you I haven't watched He missed any of them. that against. He always throws it too long. That time he threw it too short. But against North Carolina, Missouri, he just launches it into the stands until, of course, he had to throw a hail mary to win the game, and it was a damn laser <laughs> right to Ridley Hayner. But was, shout out was, to Rico McGraw, Tennessee native, for making sure Tennessee wins. You thought you were too good to come to Tennessee, so you went to Georgia. And you've lost both years. Oh, and two. Why? We salute you. Why were there? Why was there only one unsportsmanlike penalty? I feel like there were like two or three instances. They should throw more than one, anyways. I was mad about that. There were so many people running on. There were so many people running onto the field. Like I feel like that's more than one. There's three guys that ran onto the field from the sideline. Like you saw that one kick a couple of weeks ago where the guy they kicked off from like the fifteen or <laughs> yeah. twenty. Yeah, like so. It, so it happens. I don't. It's just, I don't know. I mean, obviously it worked out. I don't give a damn. But Whew. exhausted, boys. My voice still gone. Who would have thought Jawan Jennings would have over ever ever? Not only has he become my favorite Vol ever, I never thought he was going to pass my man Jawan Smith. Jawan <laughs> for for favorite Jawans. Jawan Smith, <laughs> McMahon Cherokee like myself, hometown boy, best basketball era we've had. Not only has Jennings became my favorite football volleys, but became my favorite Jawan. Juice. Jawan's a dog. Bart yeah, has, so Bart has number two. The the best way I can describe Jawan Jennings, I think, is that if he had gone to Auburn and played quarterback, he would have been a star. If he had gone to Alabama and played safety, he would have been a star. And he's obviously a star at wide receiver at Tennessee. He's just different. Like, he's just one of those guys that is just different. You know, he's just special, man. I don't, like, there's really no other way to say it for me than to say he's just special. You got a lot of talent. A lot of people have talent like that. You, not everyone has the mindset. Yeah. Like you said. Like, like you said, three positions. He would have been good at Tennessee at all of them if he had to be. Some guys, you know, he, some guys just get it done. You know, he could line up against Deion Sanders in his prime, and he would think he's better. <laughs> he laid that lineman out. Like, I oh, he forgot about it. I went back him. and watched the replay. He, he destroyed that him. guy. God, I love him so much. I would. And loved... then he, like, stood over him and talked shit. It was yeah. awesome. He didn't even watch to see if Kamara scored. <laughs> he knew Kamara he scored. Just, he just he, stared he, down that line. He knew Kamara was going to score. He's yeah. Kamara. He, he wasn't worried about that. He's just out there headhunting. And he did it last year on kickoffs. He just tried yeah. to knock people's ass out. When, yeah. he caught that, awesome. when he caught that last ball and those seven or however many defenders were around him and fell on him, I would have given anything to have heard what he was oh, saying. Oh, I know. I know. He was That's, what I wanted to, That's what I wanted to hear was just what he said when that guy was looking right in his like when he got As he was standing up, he was face-to-face with him. Oh, God. I wanted to know what he said. Fuck, boy! That's what I imagine he said. Oh, I love it. And Derek Barnett gets it done per usual. Yep. You know, how about them? They seriously tried to chip Barnett with a tight end and running back. Like, no. Danielson was saying, after the after the play happened, they were showing a replay, Danielson was saying, look, the left tackle and the tight end had them together, and the tight end chipped them away from the left tackle. The left tackle went and tried to block our defensive tackle. They seriously backed up in the end zone, Tried to block him with a tight end and Sony Michelle. Not only did they were they dumb enough to try to throw it with a freshman, with a freshman after our defensive line had obviously came alive, they like you said a tight end and a running back just, tried to block that, the fourth best 
The fourth, the number four Heisman contender on Bruce Feldman's list. Yeah, it's just it's that it's that amazing Jim Chaney play design we grew to love during the Derek Dooley years. Oh, I love it. Best ten day stretch of being a Tennessee fan. They keep trying to get me off the internet, boys. Can't do it. it ain't happening. Seth, I may be. Levi saw it. Mate, Levi saw it all weekend. People are rallying behind the behind the gang behind the podcast. Before I came here today, Seth. The Knoxville mayor, the Knoxville County mayor, shouted your boy out at Firehouse Subs and said, hey, I'm paying for my sandwich. The guy behind, as I'm walking out, the guy that took my money said, wait, are you the video guy? And all I said was, yeah, that's me. And just kind of grinned. He said, hey, man, can I have a picture? And I wanted to be like, no, no more pictures. I'm done. Seth. Not when I'm not when I'm not when I'm not. I'm, I'm not working right now. Damn it. It's not game day. Don't say anything, Levi. The weekend's different. I'm there. I'm there for Tennessee football. I'm fine with taking any pictures and meeting anybody at, at game events or the get night before. That's fine. Listen, I'm in my. I'm in goddamn flip flops. <laughs> my nasty toes are hanging out. I just want to eat my sandwich and come do a podcast. And he's like, "Hey, buddy, can I have a picture?" So I just grin and say, "Yes." Yeah. So as we're taking a picture, this man says, "Hey, wait, are you the video guy?" And I say, "Yeah." He says, "Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Tim Burchett." Knoxville County Mayor and shakes my hand and says, You've built quite a following, young man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> the best was... hold on, the best part of the story, at his table, Mickey Deerstone, sports animal, <laughs> infamous host of Doc Jeff and Heather, and he's like, Well, who is this guy? <laughs> Perfectly sums up the future of, of of sports media in Knoxville. Seth, it was like walking around Athens with one of the Beatles. You would have to be there to believe it. <laughs> I, I believe it. I, I believe mean, it. I wish I felt like Levi was lying, but it, it was it was a little out of hand. It was life in the shadows all weekend. It, it was, was incredible. It was a little out of hand, boys. We finally made it. The squad's on. The podcast is on. Everyone, they're rallying behind us. They think. Thank we're... God that like because it just helps your brand go up so much more when we win. Oh yeah. Like so, when I was telling you what I was thinking after the game. I'd already kind of started playing with two minutes left, but after we won, I was like, oh, God, I got to wait for some Georgia fans to clear out so I can take my shirt off and go do a video down there. That's How about that gotten. dude? That dude calling you country Caillou last night. <laughs> I don't know. Where, what are you guys talking about? I don't understand what that is. What is that? It's that. What the hell is country oh, Caillou? So but what does that mean? Funny. I don't understand it. Explain it to me. That's Look up a picture. picture. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so it's just a lookalike. Okay, I'm, I got a feeling I'm not gonna like it. No, nothing. It never goes in my favor. The lookalike game. They were so mad. <laughs> they they are. Before the game, some guy said, "Win or lose, he's gonna meet me and beat my ass." <laughs> he said, "Win or lose, I'm finding you and I'm gonna beat your ass." They ain't gonna do shit to you, buddy. If you just saw the way we marched into the game Saturday. Nobody's going to do nothing to us whenever we got our squad with us. We went in there with some goddamn Polacks marching through some Vikings. 30 goons. Some Vikings marching into the stadium, telling them, I'm cutting promos left and right. We keep telling them that we're sorry it had to be them, but it had to be done. So the entire walk to the stadium, Levi just keeps saying, sorry what's about to happen to you, just screaming, and all these 40-year-old men, sorry, Georgia dad. Sorry, Georgia dad. I'm sorry it's about to happen. It was it was like marching 
like I said, we were a bunch of Vikings walking in, and we had a pretty good crew with us. There, it would have taken a special group of guys to try to fight us that time. We were fueled up on liquor, revenge, <laughs> confidence, sex, just everything you could have rolled into one. We knew what was about to happen. It was great. That was probably the funnest time was walking into the stadium, talking all that shit. <sighs> Levi, rank the fi- rank the maddest Georgia fans we encountered. By far the maddest. So. Well, we start, let's start. Let's start with five. We'll work our way up to the maddest okay, guy. Here's well, who I got. You, you, okay. you give me your you give me your analysis of these people. My man Droop said there were people next to him taking videos of us after the touchdown. They were ready to put us on the internet, and make us go viral as sad <laughs> Tennessee fans. I wish I would have seen. But Droop said there were people next to him taking videos of us being sad that kept talking shit about how we're good luck getting out of the stadium tonight, boys. I'll put him at number five for mad fan. That's fair. Number four, I'll say there was a drunk guy Friday with a Georgia shirt on that just kept flipping us off and standing there with a you know you've all seen uh, not say uh, Full Metal Jacket. He had a glazed over look in his eye like a Private Pile. A thirty yard stare. <laughs> so, so we're at this bar and just staring at. We're us. in the like the second floor getting shoulder, getting shoulder rubs obviously all the time. So, Droop and I look down, and this dude is just mean-mugging us. Like, he has no friends. He's just hammered drunk, just, like, staring so us down. drunk. Just shaking his head. So, you know, I start nodding my head and talking <laughs> shit, of course. And, like, we think he's walking out of the bar. And the next thing we know, we turn around, and he's, like, right behind us. So And he's screaming. And I just look, and Levi's face is so red. I'm just like, Levi, is that guy screaming at you? He's just like, yeah. So I just turn around. He's just staring at us. So then somebody came up. There, it, was, it was a legend there, wearing a Tyler Bray jersey. There, there were two guys. And I told you about the guy that recognized me at the gym and was just like, Ugh, you're that guy. From, you're that guy from the videos. Anyways, he's there rocking a Tyler Bray jersey with his black friend that's wearing a cowboy hat and a shirt that says Hillary for prison and cowboy boots. Yes. And these two yes. these two motherfuckers were some of the wildest guys Dude. I'd ever seen. This black guy is kicking this metal thing on the top stand, just kicking the shit out of it. Just kicking the shit out of it. He, grab, he reaches over the balcony and rips off this like flyer they have, wads it up and throws it off the balcony and just starts screaming, Fuck Georgia! And just kicking. The bars in Georgia were wild. Pretty much anything went. Like, I, I'd never <laughs> seen anything no like bouncers, it. There was no bouncers. People were. <laughs> Tennessee fans were throwing drinks off the balcony and hitting Georgia fans at the bottom. Like, it was. People were dancing on tables and stomping. After the game, there were a group of rednecks standing on the table, just fucking Cotton Eye Joe line dancing on the bar, just fucking just stomping. And nothing. No one ever stopped anything. Anything went. The only person that tried to stop anything was Gorilla Zoe's bouncers. And he was like, nah, just let it happen. <laughs> yeah, we went to see Gorilla Zoe. Seth, if you don't know who that is, don't worry about it. Never mind. Number three. Number three. The girl leaving the game. I don't know if you saw her, Levi, but as we're leaving the game, I just keep going, arr, 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 just barking. <laughs> she, co- she comes up to me and says, do you know that our dog would kick your dog's ass? Like, why are you why are you mocking our dog? You have a dog as a mascot, too. Are you a little chihuahua? Arr, arr. And she kept trying to mock me. And all I said, I looked at her and smiled and said, yeah, but we won the game. And then she got so mad. I was just like, yeah, but your dog sucks. And I said, look, bitch. He did. I said, look, bitch. English bulldogs are inbred. They can't swim. They can't do anything. They're retarded. 
And then she got so mad and said, hey, that's an offensive word. And all I said was, we won and just walked off. Seth, <clears throat> are we at the point where I can't call dogs retarded? I get not calling people retarded. I get why it's, it's unacceptable. I don't. Well, I don't. Well, whatever, I do. <laughs> I get that you can't just go around calling people retards. I don't like using the word about people. <laughs> but what am I supposed to say? Your dog's mentally handicapped? <clears throat> English Bulldogs are just bred to be losers. They live eight years. They're inbred pieces of shit, just like their fans. They live eight years. They, they live for eight years and they die. I had an English Bulldog. They can't do anything. They can't eat regular food. They, ha- they they can't swim. I had to fight my English Bulldog who tried to jump in water one time, so I hate those motherfuckers. I hate Bulldogs. She was number three. She was so mad. She was mad that we lost. She was mad I was mocking the, bu- mocking the bark, and she was mad I called Ugga retarded. She's number three. Number two is my man after the game. We're walking downtown to the bars, group of Tennessee fans, talking a lot of shit, but in front of us was like four Georgia fans. Your boy's rocking a 24 Kirby Smart jersey, <laughs> pulling his hair, like hitting himself in the head. We walked by this, like there was at one point you could walk down the stairs to a subway. So it was like kind of underground. We're walking by. He takes his beer he's drinking, slams it down the stairs at the subway, and like busts it all over the wall. And everyone, <laughs> and everyone's just like, dude, chill out. And then Levi starts screaming, Kirby Smart still hasn't beaten Tennessee while at Georgia. <laughs> That the best part is I have no recollection of this whatsoever. John's trying to describe this dude to me earlier oh, about like throwing it into this subway, and I don't remember that at all. And Levi just keeps screaming, Kirby Smart still hasn't beaten Tennessee while at Georgia. Get that jersey off. I'm sorry, boys. Levi's just talking so much shit to these Georgia fans, and I'm like, dude. I was like, we'll fight if we have to. I was like, but I don't really want to fight right now. I don't want to. I want to just go out and have a good night. Levi's just talking, 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 talking. Honorable mention, I forgot, to the guy. I was going to say, my number two, I agree so far, my number two. So, you know, we hang out. I shoot like a five-minute periscope. No one's leaving the stadium. I still don't understand that. I wasn't even talking about this guy. Go ahead. So so we're just like sitting there videoing. (laughs) John cuts his promo. Then we're like, all right, let's go to the bars. That's what I was thinking. So we start walking out, and John's like, no, we got to get down. Eh, eh, let's eh, go to the Tennessee student section. We got to get down to the Tennessee section. So we cut across. We get into the stands. Levi I'm a- and Drew are bitches that wait for the stairs. I hop over the barricade. <laughs> I hop over the wall, like the, the tall wall, and just fucking almost trip in the bleachers. I hop the wall. I'm, I'm getting a little jogged to get down there. So Levi and Drew are behind me. I don't see this. So I'm about to start sprinting to get over there, and then I just see this beautiful image of these five guys just sitting there looking like their dog died, their girlfriend cheated on them. They're just so damn sad. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> let me get the camera my, out. Here's what Levi thinks. Hey, wait, let me get my camera and capture these people's get sadness. Get the camera out. None of them noticed me except this one dude in the back, and it was just the perfectly timed picture. As soon as I snap it, he's just throwing this bottle. It was incredible. And I just laughed like really high-pitched, as obnoxious as I could, and take off sprinting to... to Catch up with John and go celebrate. It was awesome. That I, I wasn't thinking about that guy. There was one guy Friday night. We're leaving the bar. Levi's rocking his Camara jersey. He's mean mugging Levi. Levi walks by him and he's just like has the worst look on his face. And then Levi's like, "Oh yeah, I winked at him as I walked by." That guy just got so mad that Levi winked at him. He wanted to kill Levi. <laughs> Number one, the maddest guy in the state of Georgia. God. There's a man. 
we didn't see him. He snuck up to us. We're like I said, we're a wave of Tennessee fans. There's very few Georgia fans. There's some old people around me as I'm preaching about this is what happens when you fire a good Christian man, Mark Rick. The old people are getting so mad that I keep talking about Mark Rick being a good Christian man. I was saying that he was reading Psalms to And I was like, eh, eh, he's he's looking up the Old Testament shit about eye for an eye and vengeance. <laughs> and this guy turns around and gives me the worst look and just shakes his head at me. And then this young guy coming through holding his hand, hands with his girlfriend's just like, too bad you're going to get your ass kicked the next two weeks. And I'm just that's, like. That's the only thing they've been able to say. And, I, and obviously we're just like, not by you, buddy. We just whipped your ass in Georgia. You're not going to beat us. And then he, and he keeps going. Levi's just barking at him. I just kept yelling, I'll see you in Atlanta. <laughs> just you know, yelling everything I can at the I tell, Yeah, I'm like, we might lose the next two, but the good thing is we'll still have the tiebreaker over you. He loses his mind at that. Everyone's giving him hell. Like he's trapped around 30 Tennessee fans. He's in a living nightmare. His girlfriend just keeps grabbing him closer and closer. Oh, he broke her damn hand. He had yeah, to. He was he's squeezing like, so hard. So We're walking upstairs. Levi still goes in. There was one point where he stops and tries to turn around. She grabs him and just yanks him. He was coming for Levi. He was ready to just punch Levi. Levi was not looking. He would have sucker punched the shit out of Levi and put him down. Luckily, his girlfriend stopped him because we probably would have beat his ass afterwards. But yeah, Levi, say, Levi would have caught one because he wasn't paying attention. That's worth it. We even after the game, we somehow all ended up together. There was thirty. Yeah. Us. So the, if that guy hits me, he, he's done. It's worth it. He just everything he said, we would just turn back around and he would just make him even matter. He'd say, "You're going to lose the next two weeks." We'd say, "Not by you." He'd say, "We're." He's like, he would do the thing where we haven't been relevant in ten years. I'd say, "So what? You won the East maybe once." Then he was saying that. Uh, what was it he said the one time? He was like, yeah, you guys better enjoy this because it's not going to happen much. And I was just like, buddy, that's what we're doing. We are enjoying it. We just beat your ass. And then he just got so mad and just yeah. stormed ahead. He's like, you better enjoy it. I was like, that's what we're doing. We're having There's fun. A, we're about to like, burn your city down. When you lose a game in that fashion, and we know this because we've been there several times. There's We the haven't really lost any to our rivals, action though. to take. Is to shut the hell up. We haven't really lost many like that to our rivals, though. LSU, North Carolina, all that bullshit, that's fine. We've lost some heartbreakers. Not in a while, though. I mean, I guess not ones that we thought we were going to win, I guess is the point. Well, I remember vividly how LSU felt. I was there, and, and o- it was horrid. Oh, okay, in 2010. Yeah, but yeah. you didn't build your whole season around it. Georgia fans all year thought they were going to beat us. They hate us. They have to play us every year. It's for the East. LSU, yeah, that was heartbreaking. I get that, but they don't hate us like Georgia fans hate us. The difference, no, but my is, point is, my point is, when you lose a game like that, the only course of action is to just shut the hell up. Yeah, but their fans talked so much shit on Twitter, and the, they were saying, the, they were saying, you're not going to win the next two weeks. Like, who gives a shit? If we don't win the next two weeks, we're still ten and two. We still beat Florida and Georgia. Like we just and we're won still coming to Atlanta, fuck boys. On most of, we just won a game on one of the most iconic plays in recent memory. And ripped your heart out. And number two, what they were saying was, well, it took a team full of seniors to beat a true freshman quarterback. Great job. And I'm just like, you dumbasses, if you know anything about SEC football, you know how damn hard it is to win a game on the road. You don't care if you win by 100 or you win by one. It doesn't like matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning like I, is I winning. Like, I just pulled up her tweets. Like, she was on radio in Nashville. Her name is Jordan D. Armand. 
yeah. She's on radio in Jacksonville now. She's a huge Georgia fan. She tweeted this immediately after the game. Congrats to the most experienced coach in the East for inching out a win. You barely been a you barely beat a coach who's been in office for nine months. Give me a break. What an idiot. I'm just like, what does that have to do with anything? That's like what... only thing that matters is that you won. I was like, and you talk about sports? Then she was like, also, Butch Jones is ugly. <laughs> Kirby Smart is the ugliest motherfucker I've Kirby ever seen. Kirby Smart gets his haircut at Walmart. <laughs> he gets his haircut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut he has. <laughs> he can't do math. He's a dumbass. I could coach Alabama's defense to 11 wins a year. He's a dumbass who gets his haircut at Walmart. And the only thing that matters is that when the clock strikes zero, Tennessee has more points than the other team, and we did. So all y'all can go to hell. Well, here's my thing. Also, I don't. I don't like to. Ar- I don't go out of my way to argue with fans of other teams. The only time I do is when they try to argue with me. But all these dumbass Georgia fans that are all of a sudden have all these excuses about youth and all this shit. Why did you think you were going to win the game then? Why did you all obviously talk about how you are going to whip our ass? Don't turn around and say we beat your team. Yeah, that, the argument is that we Georgia still has tons of talent. You thought you were going to win. You lost. It, we like, had the, not only do we have we had like five injuries too. Like if we're full strength, we beat the hell out of them. Like the argument is that Georgia was still had plenty of talent. Enough to win the East, and that they were more talented than Tennessee, or at least as talented, and it was at home. And anybody that watches that game saw how much more talented Tennessee is than Georgia. (laughs) Tennessee did the dumbest shit in the world they could possibly do, and we still won because we were better than you. That's how you know. And that's all it comes down to. And that's how you know that you're clearly better is when you do dumb shit like that and win on the road. Exactly. There's no argument. Would you have liked to have that Hail Mary to Ben at Neyland? more than it was on the road. So. I, I, I don't know if I would change anything yeah. about that game because it, it seriously makes my heart happy and gives me life knowing how excited those piece of shit white trash <laughs> fans were with 10 seconds left in the game, and they went home sad as hell. Kids were crying. Sorority girls had their mouths open. They are white trash it makes me so happy to know how happy they they were they all went home and beat their ugly bulldogs and like after all the shit that has gone on with tennessee it's still the same as it ever was we are better than georgia that's just how it is all right quick quick roll reversal we're playing georgia and neyland we just score an iconic like crazy touchdown Georgia catches a Hail Mary, and you've got the Georgia version of me <laughs> going crazy in front of you and your dad. <laughs> That's all I think about is all of their sad fans just watching me, John, and Droop celebrate, and I wouldn't That's change it saying. for anything. That's what I'm saying. The last time I was at Georgia, I sat in the upper deck, got sunburnt very badly, and a grown-ass man in black combat boots barked at me whole, the whole time. Think about how mad he is right now. His whole life is Georgia football. That's it. He clocks in and works some shitty job Monday to Friday. His whole life is Georgia football. And think about how sad he is. They would get so mad when I would do the little dog bark. They would get so everyone would look and just shake their head. They'd get so mad when I'd go, arf, arf, arf. they couldn't take it. They're so mad. Holy look at screaming. They're so mad. <laughs> I need to go back and watch your Periscope after the game. I didn't watch it. I haven't I, seen it yet. I, did, I don't remember too much of it. I just titled it Georgia is Sad, <laughs> and I laughed a lot. That's all I remember. 
All right, boys, any final thoughts? We're not going to get much of A&M done tonight, and I don't know if we're going to do a second episode. So give me a quick spill on A&M because I'm, I'm going out of town. So give me a quick spill on A&M. Uh, I don't feel great. Their receivers are huge. The receivers that aren't huge are, fast. are super, super quick, like Christian Kirk. Their freshman running back, Trayvon Williams, is excellent. Trevor Knight looks like a different quarterback at times. Their offensive line kind of sucks, sucks, though, right? Their offensive line's kind of young, and we should beat their it, offensive yeah, line. Yeah, it's not great. At times, Trevor Knight looks like the same quarterback he always was, and there's times like the second half against Arkansas where he looks like a different player. They have Everybody wants to talk about Miles Garrett. Deshaun Hall is really, really, really good, too, at the other defensive end. Our linebackers, I just feel like our linebackers are going to get eat up. Levi, your thoughts? I'm doubling down. I'm, I'm Let's more go, confident. Boys. It's a team of destiny. <laughs> it's Kevin Sumlin. It's Trevor Knight. It's a team of destiny. There's no way this season gets derailed by them. They always blow. It's going to be, I'm calling it now, it's going to be exactly like when Alabama went in there last year and they were hyped up for the 230 game and Alabama ran all over them and blew them out. I can't wait. Jalen Hurd better play his best game. I think he will. Derek Barnett better play his best game. All eyes on you, Derek. He's going to outshine Miles Garrett for sure. All right. Game day. Again, three out of six. People are so mad about Tennessee being on game <laughs> the day premier again. premier team in college football is we're, in Knoxville, We're ranked number nine and been on game day three times. <laughs> and we're gonna be they don't game. want us to be good, man. man. These if people we win, don't want Tennessee to be good. And when we win, they're going to have to come to Knoxville for a top five undefeated. <laughs> so we're going to get two weeks in a row. Imagine how more mad they're going to be. I love it. Can we still be on at night for Alabama? Can they still flex that? I was arguing with someone about it. CBS gets one flex per year. That's a Seth question in my opinion. Seth, can they still get that on at night? Or so do it, it just it seems to me like they're, they're planning on using the night game for Alabama A&M. I don't think they can flex it now. I knew they could. I didn't know if they could up until because flex like an NFL and shit. They can, and sometimes CBS holds the holds off and announce until the actual Monday of the game. You know where where they're going and stuff like that. So I didn't know if they could still change the. Well, time. they announced the game time today. I mean, oh yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying sometimes they hold off on that till the week of. So I didn't know if they could. Flex no, it, it seems like it. they think that A and M will beat us this weekend, and so they're going to use that night game for Alabama at A and M. Because if we win, it's the biggest SEC game of the year. Yeah. 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 It should be at night as all. Well. I don't know if they can still flex it. You boys feel like the East is locked up? That's yeah, Florida's not going 11-1. and They suck. Arkansas is going to beat them. And we're not going to lose yeah. anybody after Alabama, right? I mean, yeah. That's not going to happen. I think Florida loses this weekend. You don't, go, you don't beat that Orgeron, boys. <laughs> Coach O. I'm just hoping they went out so we can beat their ass in the SEC championship game. <laughs> Best sporting event of my life, fair to say? Easy. By far. Especially that I was in attendance for. I wasn't old enough for the music. I mean, I was old, but I was nine when the Music City Miracle happened, but I missed it. I had already started crying and went in the other room. <laughs> so all I saw was the replay. I feel like this is the best... One thing I was thinking Happiest about. I've ever been. The most joy I've ever had, except maybe when the Giants beat the Patriots just because I had a lot of money to bet on that <laughs> game. Like, I won a lot of money for that game whenever they stopped the undefeated Patriots, but this topped it. So, all last week I was talking about I wish I could relive 
cool beans after Florida. Yeah. But after going to the Silver Dollar and taking it over with all the Tennessee fans, everybody's on the table. On the table, dancing, everybody's having fun. Getting shoulder rubs. Your boy John Reed didn't pay for a drink (laughs) all night. It was great. It was great, boys. That was the best night. I think it was the most joy sports have ever given me. Glad I was there. I'm glad I didn't wait off for some bullshit LASIK eye surgery and stay at home and miss the best game that you're ever going to see in your whole entire life, Seth Hughes. I can't imagine. Do you feel like a dumbass? No. I, no. No. Seth. I got to. Because you watched it with dad your dad. Because you, you hugged your dad. You could have brought him Whatever. to Georgia. What? You could have brought him to Georgia. He didn't want to go. I wouldn't change anything about the way it happened. Hey, how about your? Oh, how about Charlie uh, Strong? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, yeah. you were talking Here about somebody being a podcast. dumbass. Podcast Let's is talk over. About somebody Seth. being a dumbass. Podcast is over. I thought Charlie Strong could coach football. <laughs> <laughs> you honestly thought that, John? Uh, I have nothing else to say. Go to hell, Seth. Fuck all the I love y'all boys. Let's do it. Imagine not going to Georgia because they were saving up for LASIK eye surgery. I can't imagine it. Dumbass. Charlie Strong. <laughs> you left the Florida game too, dumbass. I did. I love you, boys. Levi, I anything love y'all else? Too. Anything nope. else? Nope. Seth, can you give me a quick spill on the A&M weirdos before we go? They masturbate into jars. They uh, bury their dogs, their mascots, like a certain direction of the direction that's facing the stadium. They don't have cheerleaders. They have yell leaders that are all male. And if you really want to know just how weird that is, go watch a yell leader video on YouTube. It is cringeworthy, the, the cheers they do. The whole 12th man thing is such bullshit. Why do they, why do they jizz in jars? Uh, it has something. It, so they do it, and then I think they burn the jars, and it like signifies the Jesus tower Christ. that's at the University of Texas and how they hate Texas. It's something like that, I think, off the top of my head. It's something to do with how much they hate Texas. I already, I can't wait for when we're whipping their ass and their fans are walking out sad, and I'm doing all like these fake A and M yells and hand motions. I'm going to be honest. I'm way more nervous about going in here in here with all these military weirdos and set and and having to fight with Levi. I'm really nervous about this, to be honest. We're actually sitting in the Tennessee section. I know, but we're still going to run into him, and Levi's still going to be running his mouth. I got a feeling they are more about fighting than Georgia losers are. Those Georgia fuckboys wanted nothing to do with us. One one did shoulder bump Droop pretty hard on the sidewalk, but of course he did it as he's walking by him and didn't stop when Droop yelled at him. I got a feeling these A&M guys are going to be loose cannons. Anybody with flat tops and buzz cuts are loose cannons. I'm ready. Jizz in the jar, huh? Jizz in the jar. Time to jizz on their face, boys. Fuck all that talking. Let's do it. Peace out, boys.